This is a and Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like a and Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at a and Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV 16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to A&M Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Thank you for all of our listeners out there. For anybody who wants to be featured on the show, as we have said in our last podcast, uh, just click the link down in our description of the podcast so we can uh, feature you on the show. Just leave a message and we will get back to you. But today... The movie that we're going to review today is Project Power. It's a Netflix original film, uh, pretty recent. Um, stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, Levitt. I don't know why I always say Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dominique Fishback, Machine Gun Kelly, Rodrigo Santoro, Amy Lendecker, uh, Courtney B. Courtney. I didn't realize that was his name. Courtney V. Vance. (laughs) 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 And um, a few other people. They're they're mostly the minor roles. I always forget Machine Gun Kelly is like an actor. Is he really an actor? He's like an actor. (laughs) I mean, he he plays in a good amount of movies, I think. But he's he's okay. I don't think he's much of an actor. Nah, I mean, not rememberable in any positive way. No, no, not at all. And he definitely does play a small role in this movie, which is mainly at the beginning. Right. Um, But this movie is essentially about anybody who wants power can get it. And they can get it through a pill that lasts for five minutes. Right. And there's a variation of powers that people can get, um, but it's almost basically transported like a, a drug dealing through drug trade reminds me and of Lucy. like this is the next step of, of evolution well well even in lucy <laughs> that she was a drug mule for that substance okay uh, and it broke so i feel like this is the part where they've you know gotten down they've they've made it into something manufacturable um and they've cut it down to where it's not as strong that's what it felt like okay well, and I can also go with uh, Limitless. Do you did yeah. you see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty similar, but everybody can. Well, everybody's powers only last for five minutes, mm-hmm. and this story really revolves around Jamie Fox, and he is a fugitive of the law, and he's running around trying to find his daughter, but he also runs into. Uh, Dominique Fishback. She is one of the uh, children, or really teen, who comes into contact with this, with these pills, and is almost like a distributor. Um, Low level on the street. Very low level. And Jamie Fox, he's trying to find the source of the distributor, and he ends up kidnapping Dominique Fishback and trying to uh, get all the information out of her. So he can get his daughter back. Um, but there's a lot of other things that happen. But what did you get from Project Power? 
Uh, I I really like the movie. I think this was um, even though the the plot line like it reminded me of, like you, you write Limitless and Lucy. I liked it was a different take on it. Um, I liked that particularly with Dominic Fishback's character Robin um, showing how you know selling drugs is very multi-tiered and it's not those low-level offenders um, who we typically see or get arrested or think of as drug dealers um, who are the, who are the real problem but it's the suppliers who are manufacturing these things and they're often tied to people in power um, which I thought was an interesting storyline that happened yeah definitely there's always a chain of command and Dominique Fishback she was on the lower end of it and What's his name? Um, I don't know why I always get his name wrong, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. He is really mixed into this and they don't go into too much detail on like how he got mixed into this. He's actually a detective and he is taking some of these pills to gain powers and he knows a lot about it. But we we don't get to know much of how he got involved in this. Um, of course, all of this takes place in New Orleans, and they, I mean, they tell you that every five minutes. Um, yes, so. they do. The hammer, he's wearing a Saints jersey for half the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got um, Zion Williamson, the most recent draft pick from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, yeah. He shows up on a phone, on, on a picture, and um, they, everybody's gone to a Saints game at one point. I mean, they show you all types of New Orleans stuff. Um, they shoehorn that in. I'm not sure if they paid for that, but <laughs> all of that is they, in there. They pay them. It's advertising. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, because there was way too much New Orleans in this. I mean, they really forced it in there. Not that I like hated it or anything, but I was like, they really went out of their way. Do you want that, or do you want the random Pepsi's? Um, Coronas and American flags in um, Transformers. <laughs> I mean, every I machine, have this. everything that transformed had a brand name that was huge. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather have this because this is mainly centralized around a city and their culture. So I, I didn't mind it, but I just noticed a whole bunch of it. I thought that it was a pretty good movie. I expected it to be pretty good. Um, just judging from the trailer, it was um, really exhilarating. I really like how they did a couple of the fight scenes where you saw it from a different angle. Yeah. Like with, with, with Jamie Foxx, there's a lot of action with him. He's doing a lot of fighting and killing. And we mm-hmm. see him fighting from inside of a a sphere type of thing, kind of like a... Um, I'm not sure if the it, listeners will know will have seen this, but with you, you know how he had people in that container. We had yeah. the view from inside the container. <laughs> right. And and like for a little like context, this was like a demonstration for the drug and how it worked. Um, and so they needed some kind of like viewing area, almost like a tank. Um, you'd see like someone who was like a magician trying to get out of if they tie themselves up, get out of this tank. Um and it was kind of like that. We saw the camera from the inside. I thought that was smart. For one, it was a neat like scene um, and that a neat angle um, because that character was also in a lot of distress at the moment. Um, yeah. But it also, oh, yeah. I yeah, and I, it, I think it also made it easier to like film and make look cool because 
I don't think Jamie Foxx is doing all that much. Um, and they probably, you know, were saving a little bit of money on some graphics by making us see through this reflection what is happening. Well, I'm not sure if they save money because it took a lot to show somebody freezing to death. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't. They, I guess they chose to spend money elsewhere instead of on that fighting. <laughs> they spent it on the character who was in distress inside the cylinder. Yeah, and that's completely out of context, but we'll get back to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but with uh, Jamie Fox, he's trying to find his daughter, um, but he's a fugitive. Everybody is after him, but for some reason they, they haven't been able to catch him before, and he leaves a trail of dead bodies everywhere he goes. But he finally meets up with uh, Dominique Fishback because she's one of the ones selling this drug or power, Project Power, on the street. And he kidnaps her, questions her. He questions her to the point where she leads him back to one of her distributors. And he kills that person. And as we go throughout the movie, she looks at him like a father figure because I'm pretty sure she didn't have her father in her life. We don't really know what happened to him. At least I don't remember. And she just has her mother. And she's a talented rapper also. Um, <laughs> what did you think up until that point? I, I mean, I, I think it was going pretty good. Um, I think the story was building the entire time. And it, and it did a really good job of keeping track of Robin's character and... Um, and Jimmy Fox's character called the Major, and Dominique's character, Robin. Um, they had very different storylines, um, but they merged them pretty well. Even you know, as it goes on, Dominique's character looking at it, looking at uh, the Major more like a father figure, which is pretty interesting. Um, and- I didn't explain much about how the pill worked. They did the classic bad guy explaining this thing in like a minute so we can all catch up with what's going on um which i mean i mean it's the best way to summarize what this is without having to go into much backstory um but still very ambiguous like i like the pill itself being able to twist it and the, does it not dissolve automatically or because <laughs> I mean, at one point he's holding it in his mouth like a couple a couple of them do that they hold it in their mouth then they twist it and then they take it and also and it's, uh, it, it lights yeah. up it lights it up. It lights up. Um, I think, well, at least there was a sound effect for the viewers every time I did it. Um, and it looks like it leaves like a trace of damage to the person using it in some way. When you say trace of damage, do you mean after taking it, like they yeah. feel bad or? Okay. Well, not feeling bad, but like physically. Like, I mean, Machine Gun's Kelly, Newt, for example, Machine Gun Kelly's character, he had burns on his face. And. Uh, it looked like Frank, Joseph Gordon Lovett's character, um, his his eye, something was wrong with it after he took a pill. So let's say it takes it, away from you every time. Yeah, I think it is more to do with overdosing than anything. I think Machine mm-hmm. Gun Kelly, he was a guy at the beginning of the movie. Um, they They were at this distributor. He was telling them about the drug. And I think at that point he had taken the drug so many times that he was on the edge of dying, which he ended up doing and blowing up after Jamie Foxx was uh, chasing him. And um, yeah, I, I think it's more of just overdosing 
and Joseph Gordon Levitt or Levitt. He he's an interesting character, but I'm confused by him. Why? Now, okay, so he is a detective. He wants to stand up for his city. He wants to protect and serve, but he he's also taking this experimental drug that's on the street that he knows is wrong. Well, that's true, and I think it's like a little bit of displaying. I think some like in the movies they'll show like a a cop who is like a part of the drug task force. But he snorts coke to wake up at night to really before he goes into a bad scene. So I think that's like what they were like show. It's almost like bright how they use metaphors for everything without explaining what is going on. So I feel like he was a metaphor for officers who um, have questionable actions to get the job done. It's like are they still good people even when they're you know doing what people are getting arrested for? Um, even even Major's character, he's obviously fighting for his daughter. Um, is he going about it the wrong way? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, Robin in it, yeah, she's a drug dealer. So is she just as much as fault at fault as the um, people in power? It's a lot of that, a lot of questioning. Is this really good? Is this really bad? I don't know. No, the movie or the <laughs> well, the, well, the, the movie. I think the, the movie leaves it up to the viewer to to sympathize or not with with these characters because none of them. I would say probably the major has the least amount of flaws um, to his character, but everyone else for the most part has some like shortcomings. Even Machine Gun Kelly's character Newt. I mean, yeah, he was fighting the main character Major before he died, but. He was also strung out on drugs. He needed help, right? If it's like it's like a metaphor for that. So it's like I don't know. It, are there good people and bad people with these drugs involved? I don't know. It's up for it's up for each individual to decide. Well, I think there are some good people, and I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt he is one of those good people. But I'm confused about his character because. How many times does somebody have to tell you that your boss is being controlled by somebody else before you take it seriously? And then he says, they're not going to take my city, you know, with these whole drugs and all that. But you're the one taking it. Like, I, that's why I'm confused about his character. Well, he didn't he didn't know that until he, he was taking them. But he didn't think it was like this big conspiracy to that point. So he was OK taking it. And then he's like, oh, well, then they're they're coming and destroying my city. Like that was after he was enlightened. And he still took it after that. <laughs> and he still took it. But I mean, what do you do with this particular drug? Because you kind of need the abilities to help you stop it all. So the question is, do they find a way to manufacture it once they save his daughter? Do they, you know, steal a bunch of pills? Is it gone forever? Well, um, I'm not sure. But we can go ahead and explain his whole daughter thing. So his daughter is basically the source of this power and all the biggest drug dealers they're trying to extract the power from her to put in the pills so they can sell it to everybody around the world and new orleans is the testing grounds for this and we have a lot of people on the street selling these pills to get just five minutes of power for each pill and um i think jamie fox he said he had a power also, right? Because he said he passed it down to the, the daughter, right? Uh, no, he didn't pass it. Well, yes, he passed it down. So he was a part of um, this 
like basically Weapon X program in this universe, um, in the military. And he was on this team of like five or six people and they were testing this drug on them. And he had a very intense power. Um, and he left the task force. Um, he thought what they were doing was wrong. It's like, shouldn't be happening. But when he left, um, somehow, and they kind of try to make a stretch connection with um, alcohol uh, fetal syndrome. <laughs> and they're like, well, he was on the drug. It was in his system when he um, conceived his daughter. So now his daughter has this ability naturally to, to naturally. And she has all the powers pretty much. She's, she's, like, the, she's like the genesis. They make a point to make to talk about Henrietta Lacks, um, who is a woman who um, she herbs cells are what's called HeLa cells. They were the first ones to live, to be immortalized um, by the medical community. So her cells um, were used to heal polio disease. Um, and the family wasn't compensated on that. And the evil bad guy um, people, whatever, they like went on a small rant about Henrietta Lacks, um, essentially saying that his daughter is that for this universe. Yeah. Um we, we really don't know who is the one central villain. And that's probably one problem that I have with it. Of course, there is like these big kingpins of, of drugs, but um, we don't know much about them. The person that Jamie Foxx is looking for is really just a henchman. Um, he's the one who took his daughter and he's tied to the, these other bigger kingpins. So we never got to know who is really the the big bad in this um there is a chain of command but we don't really know what that is at least i didn't see it i assumed it was the woman um looks like her name was gardner in the film she was at least the one who had the history with major and was calling the shots when they were rescuing the daughter so i assume she was like the leader of the task force but they don't focus on that too much no not at all it's mostly about following Jamie Foxx and uh, Dominique Fishback and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And the way that I, I feel like we've described Jamie Foxx is like he's a really good person, but this guy is a ruthless killer. I mean, he just tortures and kills people left and right. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good person. Um, <laughs> but I understand he's almost really taking the taken approach because they took his daughter and he's doing yeah. what he has to do, but he is a killer in this movie. You think he's and, doing too much? Um, I don't know what that would drive you to, you know, losing your daughter. Uh-huh. So I can't say that he's doing too much, but he definitely killed a whole bunch of people in this movie and did not bat an eye. Like he, like he did this for a living. That's how it was for him. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it was a taken approach. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Back to that whole demonstration scene and the woman who's getting the demonstration put on her. She takes one of the pills. They lock her inside of the uh, container. And I don't know why she thought that this couldn't go bad because these guys lock you up in a container. (laughs) Something's got to go bad with that. You're not getting on a roller coaster, but she ends up taking it. And I think the pill makes her body a lot more cool, but they heat up the container 
But Jamie Foxx comes in and messes up everything and it messes up the temperature inside of that container and she starts to freeze to death while he's beating up everybody else in the uh in that bunker area. So I thought that was very good. That was a really good scene. And visually yeah. yeah, I think I mean that's where they explained how the pill works. Um we saw there was this uh, I think it was a Columbia Colombian president um, wanted or governor or someone who wanted to buy these pills. Um, and then you have the big distributor um, whose name is Biggie in this. Um, he had a very interesting power of just growing massively large. Um, that looked terrible. Yeah. It, I mean, look very. And you could see in him. I didn't notice it. Well, well, you don't know what it is until after he grows. But even he has some damage to his face. Um, before he gets bigger and he gets bigger on the side where the damage is. So it's like he's he's taken these pills before and done this um, on probably a regular basis. Um, but it was it was interesting. It seems like there's a few core or like popular uh, powers. One they talk about a lot is running fast. It's like most of the kids on the street want to take it so they can run fast. Um, we have the woman who turned to ice who, who died. Um, we have uh Frank, the officer who takes the pills, he he is uh, essentially bulletproof, or when he does get hit by a bullet, he can come back. Um we have uh one of the lower level distributors, but above Robin. Um he he could be killed and come back to life was his ability. Um Biggie grows to massive uh proportions. Um I think that is oh and Newt uh, he is like the human torch, but with all the negative parts. Like he looks terrible and he's very burnt. Um, <laughs> and that seems to be a common one. Or you just explode on site. That is that is a negative. It's like this is your brain. This is your brain on crack. Like I feel like that was the the analogy they're making. My son will take this drug and they just combust. <laughs> well, yeah, overdosing and. Um... That's the bad side to taking those pills. And I will say, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. But I think they, they did leave it a little bit open so they could get a sequel. Don't you think? I think so. I'm not sure what the again, the sequel would have to be like maybe someone replicating the pill or someone got a hold of it and or, or they're trying to make a different kind. I'd be interested to see what the sequel would contain. Like, yeah. does the government say what happened? Does our news outlets privy the information that took place, or does no one know because it was that secret? Like, the government doesn't know yet. But I mean, like, it's I don't know. There's so many like questions about how this can happen, um, in the way they depicted it. That I don't. I think a sequel they run into the trouble of it not making any sense. <laughs> I I mean I guess so. Um. Frank Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, his boss is Courtney Vance, the captain. And this whole time, we know that he's being controlled by uh, somebody higher than him. Now, we don't know exactly what that connection is. Maybe it's um, Biggie or one of these other characters who are the drug dealers. But um, I feel like there's somebody even bigger than them who is controlling this. Um, yeah, for there, to, to be involved be. with the police. It could be. I mean, it's like 
I don't know, maybe it was the government testing for super soldiers, or maybe it was like in, um, what's it, the, uh, I want to say the golden circle, the Kingsman, um, too, where it's the woman selling oh, that's uh, terrible. special drugs, but she was, was up there. terrible. It was terrible. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, how does Jamie Foxx just go home after this? He just killed, like, 50 right. people. <laughs> I mean, how do any of them go home? I mean, is there like a service that comes through and is going to be like mind wiping everybody like men in black? Or, I mean, do they just swear to never talk about this? Like, well, I mean, no powers exist within the genome is what they describe. Is no one going to capitalize on this? Are we going to try? (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't make sense for it just to go away. Yeah, it, it just can't go away like that. Like you just take your daughter and, you know, you live happily ever after. Um, and he left a trail of dead bodies behind him. So I'm not sure if Joseph Gordon-Levitt has some connections, but it doesn't, doesn't look like he has much because yeah. like Jamie Foxx was going to tell him, he was next to be killed because they were after Jamie Foxx. Right. Um, so this can't be a happy ending. Like, they have to be on the run at this point. On the run from who? The, I mean, I guess, yeah, he killed people, so the police. But they don't know. But, I mean, that's what that's what goes back to there being an even bigger bad person. Thanos is behind this. That's what <laughs> Thanos is putting drugs on the street <laughs> to get rid of half of the U.S. Right. Or, said or one way or another, I will win. I am inevitable. Okay. You could not live with your own failure. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that bring you? Back to me. But uh, I mean, I just think there's just somebody bigger and badder than who they showed in the movie. Uh, I'm not sure if this is based on anything or is this completely original. I don't know. I feel like it's it it feels original. Um, <laughs> Well, the budget I mean, was $85.1 million. Wow. Look at Netflix well, spending money. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They're definitely spending money getting all these actors. But for the effects that they had, I think that's pretty good, like spending that much money. Because you look at most of the Marvel movies, I mean, they're at least going to like 130 140 150 Yeah, true. And they're not even all of the Avengers movies. So I think they spent it pretty well. I think so. I'm, I'm looking at an article now and it says the directors are just kind of feeling out what the crowd thinks about getting a uh, sequel. So it's possible. Well, so far, <laughs> I think Netflix has really been killing it this year with some of their original movies. I mean, you got extraction. I mean, you may not think so. The old guard uh, this movie, Project Power, and maybe one other one. I can't remember. But um, I think they've done a lot better. I think so. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't know how they're doing financially in Netflix, but, I mean, they were in a deficit just taking out loans to pay these big you know, film budgets. So I don't know if it pays off. I don't know how, I don't know how long Netflix can sustain itself. Because at a certain point, you can't get more subscriptions. <laughs> I think, not, right? Not not even seven billion. 
Well, of course, nobody, everybody can't afford it, but. <laughs> I mean, no, everyone can't afford it. And so if you can't get more subscriptions, you have to raise the price. And what is the drop off? Um, I mean, I, I don't know, but I feel like they are. I feel like business is booming right now because they have not slowed down in the amount of movies that they release every single month. Yeah. 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 And I guess, with, yeah. with movie theaters being out of business for the last four or five months, I feel like they've really been killing it. Uh, people were really hyped about Avatar The Last Airbender because it's such a beloved show and they yeah. got that on Netflix and now they got the series to that Legend of Korra. So um, I, I really feel like business is booming for Netflix. But didn't those... I feel like those people already had Netflix. I, I just don't know. <laughs> and there's no commercials either. So that's the next step. If we don't grow with consumers then you get paid in advertisements, but there's no commercials on Netflix. So at a certain point, the growth just doesn't make sense. If well, everything's great, I mean, that's wonderful, but everyone already has it. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, you would have to look up their statistics, but um, right. I feel like Disney Plus is probably their biggest threat. Because Hulu's still pretty this- good. I think Disney is their biggest threat because Disney doesn't have to make anything. They don't. They they're making things to put on there, but they don't have to. They can just take it all back from Netflix and these other services, <laughs> and then they don't. And they're not going to go into debt because of it, you know. Yeah, for the most part, I think they have taken off all their stuff off of Netflix. Um, yeah. Ones that so. have. Ones that, that their contracts ran out, and they own a little bit of uh, Hulu. Right. Something, I don't know. And um, I'm not sure if they're going to anger people with this whole Mulan thing. Um, I know that's completely off topic, but. Well, I well I was reading something and it's thirty dollars, they're saying. But that's cheaper than taking a family of four to the movies. So does everybody have a family of four? Not everyone has a family of four. I mean, I've, I read like there were a lot of calculations went into it and they're not happy, about, happy well, about putting it online. But um yeah, Disney's not happy about doing this, um, but they just they just can't release it further um, or delay it further. Um, but at thirty dollars, it's it's actually not a bad deal for that level of movie. How many people will order it? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I think they could they they could stand to do really well. Well, I don't think you will make anywhere near what you would have made in the movie theater because. You know, getting that box office and then people have to buy the subscription on top of buying this movie. Now, I well, don't think you get to own it. Part, a lot of people still are on the free year for Disney Plus. A lot of companies partnered with them. So many people haven't paid for Disney Plus at all, including me. <laughs> right. I mean, me. I mean, I got I want a free year trial. Yeah, I'm using so. yours. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what thirty dollars for someone who's never paid for the service? Um, I think that's a, a good price to pay for one movie. And you can't own it? Do you own it I if don't. you pay thirty dollars? I I don't know. I haven't like seen anyone talk about the specifics of it. Um how many times you could watch it or if there's a time limit or what. I'd imagine it's a one time thing and, and you can rent it, you know, until the wheels fall off. But um I don't know. I feel like I if think, I, I I think they'll actually do pretty well. 
I think they'll do fine. They're not going to make anywhere near the amount of money that they would in movie theater. Um, this and this also, I read this one. Um, they expected the bit the more of the money to come from um, the Chinese market, and they are putting it in theaters in China. It is just the U.S. that is not going in theaters. Yeah, I can see why though. I mean, so many virus cases. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason, but so there, so even the amount they lose is still wasn't even their biggest projection of of growth to have anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that doesn't happen for upcoming Marvel movies. Black Widow is supposed to come out in November. We'll see how things are whenever that time comes around. But right. um, I just hope this isn't like a what do you call it? A slippery slope. Because if yeah, they do well with they, this, like if they do well with this, this is not good for us. Well, well, that was the the director talked about that, and he said if. He said a movie filmed as beautifully as Mulan does not deserve to be on a small screen. And I think Marvel, they look at it in the same way that they not, they're not filming this for TV. They have plenty of TV shows already for Marvel. So they would do, I think that would be the absolute last resort from like a creative and like artistic standpoint, not just money. They don't, it's putting it on, you know, a 70, a 700, 20 hertz TV um, that's barely HD with the terrible HDMI cable is not how they didn't spend millions and millions of dollars for that to be normal. Uh, I mean, people got these 4K TVs. <laughs> yeah, people. It, it's not. It, it's not the theater though. No, no, no. There's not nothing Dolby like the movie Atmos theater. Surround sound. IMAX real 3D. It's, it's nothing like that experience. But movie theaters actually plan on opening up around here pretty soon. Right. We don't care about the numbers anymore. It's just like if no one dies at our establishment, we'll open. I think that's the U.S. <laughs> mentality right now. It's always been their mentality. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the government got in the way. <laughs> but um, a movie that I think a lot of people are looking forward to is Tenet. And they kept delaying that. And I really do want to see that, but I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the movie theater. Um, I'm just going to okay. see how everything kind of goes. But we are way off topic. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and rate this. So, yeah, um, the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Project Power? I'm going to rate this as a mid-level banger. I think this is one of the better films I've seen on Netflix. I think it's similar in the vein of the old guard. I think it's done very well. I mean, great actors in this. I mean, uh, they're doing, I think Netflix is, they did go with this one. Yeah. Netflix is on a roll this year um, for the most part, <laughs> but I'm going to rate it as a low banger. It's, it's, okay. it's very good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. I feel like if you explain a little bit more, it might have some more flaws. But um, yeah. the acting was done pretty well. Um, the pacing, I felt like, was done pretty well. And it just had me on the edge of my seat every time there was an action scene, especially with that whole container scene. So, yeah, yeah um, Netflix is on a roll, especially with the past few that we reviewed, you know, with uh, this one, the Umbrella Academy, the Old Guard. You know, they, they've been on a roll lately. It's true. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're making some good stuff. Um, 
they have an interesting business model that we see if sustain if it'll sustain itself. But at least the things they're actually making, uh, the big name ones, they're they're really good. Oh yeah, they're good. Um, but any final thoughts about Project Power? Um, I'm glad Jamie Foxx did a, a superhero film and redeemed himself a little bit. No Electro in this one. I thought Electro was pretty entertaining for what he did. Um, no. It was no. it was funny, you know. I, well, I don't know if you remember, but he had that hallucination scene where um, he jacked the dude up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. Um, and there is one in this movie uh, with uh, what's her name, Dominique Fish Fish. What's her name? Fishback. But I say Fishburn, but. Um, <laughs> Where she's talking to the teacher and he tells her to pay attention. And if you can uh, rap, I'll give you a C. And she was filling the class and she starts rapping. But she wakes up after the hallucination. She gets sent to the principal's office. They actually kind of got me with that one. But <laughs> I was not expecting it to be a hallucination either or daydream, but it was really good. Um, she's also so she and the girl who were beatboxing next to her. Um, they are a rap group, and that was their song at the end of the movie, My Power. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Did not realize that. So yeah, I was. Rapper. Yeah, I recognized the girl who was beatboxing from like Instagram, and I, I Shazam the song at the end, and I was like, "Oh, that's both of them! Look at that!" Didn't even realize. Okay, getting into the acting game, I'm getting those. Uh, multiple sources of income because you know got to you, you got to get it these days right, they me the coming anytime soon so <laughs> you, you, you might not get another one <laughs> but um anything else about project power no i think that does it for me all right so um thank you everybody for listening uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure to click the link if you want to be featured in the show. Um, just leave us a message on there and we'll get back to you. And uh, thanks for listening.